the time has come. Execute order 66. Frequency 1138 is all clear and clanker free. This is Clone Army Radio. What's up, Clone Army? Welcome back to the best accidental Star Wars podcast this side of the galaxy. We're just simple clones trying to make our way like our father before us. I, I remember the nod, but I almost forgot the, the next part. <laughs> hey, it happens. As per usual, I am one of your hosts, John Sebastian, and I am right. accompanied by my co-host, Lito Caraballo. How about that? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Wait. What happened to the title off? Yeah, what the title off ended, man. You guys missed yeah. it. Um <laughs> <laughs> We decided that, yeah, right? Our real names was probably the way we should be going. It's a good finish, right? You know? Yeah. We've had our we've had our titles for like what the last couple of weeks and what better way to win the title off than to be like, Hey, my name's John. My name's Lito. That's right. my real name. Yeah. Nice to meet you, Lito. Hey, it's a pleasure <laughs> to meet you, John. <laughs> <laughs> so we're real people then, huh? Yeah, we're, we're, you know, we can still be simple clones making our way, but we are real people. You know, we're not just numbers. We have names. And uh, Spe- yeah. Speaking of numbers, like, why are we revealing this? Oh, you know, that's the other biggie is uh, welcome to episode 66 you know and kind of like order 66 episode 66 is a big deal here with us because obviously clones and all of that but it's also a shift you know it was a big shift in star wars and it's a shift for us we're we're revealing ourselves at last we will reveal ourselves at last yeah, we're we'll coming. have revenge on the Jedi, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Kind of a dark undertone to it, but I was kind of hoping it'd be more of a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of hard when saying reveal ourselves. I can't not think of that part with Darth Maul and Palpatine talking, especially since I've been watching The Phantom Menace like crazy lately. But uh, right. so, yeah, that's that is a. Episode 66 is a new beginning. What did you call it before we recorded? A rebirth? A rebirth, right. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of, I was thinking like maybe, you know, our first episode one is not available anymore. One through 10 or, or whatnot. So <clears throat> in those episodes, we kind of like discussed who we are, what Star Wars means to us, and um, what this podcast was about. But since those aren't available anymore. We decided episode 66 would be a good time to um, reintroduce ourselves, take off our helmets, do a Boba Fett and be like, look, I'm a person, I'm a man. We've been through Sarlacc pits and now we want to have a new outlook on, on things. So we kind of 
want to take the time, you know, take this opportunity, you know, fortunately it's going through Boba Fett, you know, the way it lined up we're, we're we should be talking about uh, the book of Boba Fett episode two, which we'll get to, right? Yeah. Stick around for a while and, and we'll hit that <laughs> towards the end of the episode. Stick around. So if you came for that, please, uh, you know, stick around. We're, we're going to get there. Um, but we just kind of want this to get, you know, this, this out of, out of the way. So when we're new listeners, you know, we've, we've been doing this a while. We've got a few people that listen every once in a while. So for you guys who are kind of curious who we are, you know, we're going to reveal who we are and share what we, what we believe Star Wars uh, means to us. Yeah. Yeah, Just a little bit, a little bit about, uh, uh, Mine and John's relationship, um, we met first day of third grade, right? <laughs> yeah, on the playground. Probably, <laughs> probably around 1986 like, <laughs> to date ourselves. <laughs> yeah, on the playground, right. And uh, I think we've been friends ever since. Yeah, we were both new kids at a new school and right. looked like, you know, we probably looked like completely lost people out there and... I remember you, I think I walked towards you and you were like, are you new? And I was like, yeah, are you new? Yeah. All right. <laughs> and we told each other our names and, you know, I mean, we're going on 30 something years of uh, friendship. So, right. You're that like, doesn't happen I'm a John. lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, I know. Like if I, I think back to who I've known outside my family, who I've known the longest in my life. That would be you, John. You're the you you hold that title, and I think there's no other person that yeah, can touch it. Really, we we were lucky enough to like stay in the same area um, <clears throat> after high school, and uh, continue kind of like going through life together. You know, parallel paths or whatnot. So, um, if there's anybody I'd be doing anything with, I mean, you know, there's no way that, you know we're talking about. Our beloved Star Wars here. I mean, it's got to be you, man. You know. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent, man. Right. I'm not saying I, I'm like blood brother, but you know, I know your family. Yeah, I've been there. You know, I've slept over. I've bread, broke bread. You know what I mean? Like Halloween. <laughs> oh my gosh! All you the know? Halloweens we had. Yeah. Sleepovers. <laughs> you know, Nintendo playing and. Uh, we got we got a history, you and I. Yeah, and I don't feel, forget we had know. a we had a rivalry too. And a rivalry, we're gonna have that. I mean, even no, Hulk no, Hogan, no. <laughs> Japan wrestling game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was what the uh, the butt the butt guy. Well, you did, right? Was that you did the flying? Did I do the flying knee? I don't know. What I hated I? whoever you were. Oh, you no. were juicing down the liger. I was always liger. I hated you. <laughs> you hated so you. you well, you would beat me like crazy. <laughs> I was the tag team champions with with somebody though. I had that, but I could not get your freaking belt at all. Dude, I was I was a beast with Liger, and you always would was get a- so mad at me. Like, yeah, like it, it was not friendly video gaming. It was you like you want you. I think you wanted to kill me. <laughs> it, it was well, it's a fighting. It's in, in it's a fighting game. So I feel like I felt like I was losing a fight. <laughs> right. Um, but but I was giving bad. it my all. No. And then you were winning and then you won them all. Like you won every single match. 
and it was intense and we 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 fought yeah and we we're supposed to like come together and like shake hands but like i didn't want to do that oh no it was bitter <laughs> yeah but I didn't remember our our friend and i i don't i guess if we're using names no one knows who he is our friend eric yeah remember he was like always kind of unbeatable as well and we would do yeah, he, like those rumble matches and you and i we we saw eye to eye enough to take him out. <laughs> yeah. He was always uh, wild Pegasus. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh which is Chris Chris Benoit, right. Right. In Japan. Yeah. He was in that the, the, the triple suplex move. Oh my gosh. Uh, so we we always were like, you know, John, Lito. Yeah. All right. Let's take him out. And then we'll <laughs> we'll continue our fight. <laughs> and then I would get thrown out, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Liger is the man. I mean, you can't. He was so awesome. He was. You know? He was in WCW for a minute, from what I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, he was always uh, um, fighting uh, in the cruiserweight division. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Just that just actually just popped in my head when we were talking about growing up, and you know, I'm like, man, we had that little that little battle in that game. So I figured that's yeah. worth mentioning. Well, I was kind of with you there. I was, um, I was going to say, you know, Hogan um, and um, Ultimate Warrior, Hogan and uh, Macho Man, they they couldn't, they'd always, you know, explode every once in a while. Oh, yeah. You know, but you, they come back together and, you know, Sting would show up and they'd be like, okay, we're cool again. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this episode, obviously, we've, we've been building it up that we're going to be talking about what star wars means to us and maybe like a little bit of our memories that you know i know that we had a few like you were like i almost called you quattro so that's going to be hard to change all that uh, yeah well i think you i think aka like leto aka quattro's i think you're you're okay i think we'll be okay doing something like that you know okay and then john aka fives you know well say i was going to change mine up a little bit oh I mean, I do like fives, you know, if anyone ever wants to call me fives, I won't be mad, but, but I kind of was digging the grand admiral thing. So uh-huh. if anyone wants to call me grand admiral, John, uh, I'm cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> so our names are all over the place right now. Yeah. We, we have an I- <laughs> We got an identity crisis going on here, but, yeah. but legit, you know, we are your hosts, John right. and Lito. John and Lito. How about that? That's a- right. Um, but I thought. Lido, I thought it would be kind of fitting to yeah. um, to start out the what Star Wars means to us with the guy that's all over Twitter and all over mm-hmm. Star Wars podcasts. Um, I mean, this dude, he's like a very bright and positive spot in the Star Wars community and all of that. He's like super positive and he yeah. sent us like a he sent us like a three minute uh, recording of what Star Wars oh. means to him. And I figured, you know, we could play that to kind of start things off if you're cool with that. Yeah. I just want to speak to that real quick. Uh, yeah, we're really like super, um, we kind of feel a little bit legitimized, um, by this person and we want to thank him for, uh, you know, helping spread our, the word of our podcast and, 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 and spread star Wars community, you know, like grow the star Wars community in general. And and just try to get everybody together and everybody to communicate and everybody to like, you know, have our co- common, um, just have a common goal and that's just a, just 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 to talk Star Wars every day all day and 
you know, and, and, and escape in a, in a land far, far away. Um, so I, I just have to say, you know, and he knows it. I've told him this. You're a true space ball. <laughs> yeah, that he is indeed. And I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming he says who he is in the uh, the recording I listened to it the other day when he sent it. But uh, if anyone that listens to us and is on Twitter, you'll know him as Rural Farm Boy. Oh, Rural Farm Boy. This one's it's actually, you, it's actually a Rural Farm Boy. There's an A in there that totally goes unnoticed. Oh, a Rural Farm Boy. Okay. Yeah. Well, here we go. What Star Wars means to a rural farm boy. I'll do Commander and Art Trooper. It's a rural farm boy. Setting ends up with the answer to your question that you posed ooh, back to two, three weeks now. What does Star Wars mean to you? Well, for me, that's a twofold answer. It means two things. One would be the stories were told started with me as a 10 year old kid 45 years ago that place that I went to go get lost and then all the way up till right now we're just starting whole new stories with the book of Boba Fett it's that galaxy far far away that I get tied up into those stories that are told me I've never gone into one with an expect or want so I can never be let down as much as I love them, I know they ain't mine. So I can never be disappointed. It's that escape from the modern day world that I cherish very much. And the other half of it, what Star Wars means to me, is what just what Yins do do. And every other podcast that's in my playlist. It's come, I want to say it's late spring next year I've uh, have been listening to pods for about 12 years and when I started not nearly how it is now because I literally do listen back to back to back to back starts on Monday ends on Sunday somebody's sitting with me for, for breakfast somebody's sitting with me and my passenger going to work somebody's sitting with me on a lunch break somebody's passenger going you know the whole routine you see in the Twitterverse, everybody, you're my escape every day and every hour and every minute of every day from modern day world, one show after another. It's why I do what I do, because you just do what you do. You, you start it and everybody else starts it. And I don't do it for me. I'm doing it to tell other people to listen. You're missing if you ain't listening. So that's what Star Wars means to me. It's the stories in the galaxy far, far away. And it's the stories of all the ends that I listen to. Hear your thoughts and opinions, agree with, disagree with, still can be friends with. That's what Star Wars means to me. And I'm looking very much forward to episode 66 and hear what everybody else got to say. So till then, boys, starting out this new year, 2022, with so many friends in my years, thank you for doing what you do. It's the reason I do what I do. Till then, may the force be with you, boys. See you on the radio. Oh my goodness! Wow. Right. That's may awesome. The force be with him, man. Wow. Oh my goodness. I'm. I'm kind of. I'm kind of. Um, 
<sighs> I need a second here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. No. Wow. Thank you. For real. Thank you, uh, Real Farm Boy. That's. Uh, I love it. I think that's so cool that you, like what you said about someone sitting with you for breakfast, lunch break, dinner, on the way to work, way home. Um, something I never really think about when I listen to podcasts that, you know, a lot of times, cause I'm on third shift. So I don't really see a lot of people or my family in chunks of time. So my escape is kind of similar, but I never really looked at it that way. So you're kind of opening my eyes to that. The escape is resonates with me. Um, and I'll explain later after we get, you know, into more detail, but that, that is, is the main thing what's going on. You know, the world right now is, you know, we don't really like to comment on it too much, but and bring anybody down, but you know, just, you know, you know, what's going on. We know what's going on. And, um, and 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 a rural farm boy knows what's going on, and he knows what he would rather focus on, and I know what I would rather focus on, and I know what you would rather focus on, John. So I think you know. That being said, like um, I think we're finding like kindred spirits and and all of this, you know, like just you know. So I just want to thank you for pointing, you know, like making that you know, making that, bringing that up to the forefront, you know, we're all here just trying to talk, talk about something that makes us, that, that makes us feel good. Remind, you know, reminds us of a better time in our lives or something, or, you know, a family or, or, or a routine that we'd rather work on. And, you know, instead of like having to, cause you're an adult, you gotta, you, you got responsibilities, you know, and, and you, and you do those, but, when you got a little bit of free time, I mean, what other better way to spend some free time but like escaping and trying to use your imagination and, you know, be part of a, a galaxy far, far away that's kind of free from all this earthly restrictions. So I very much, you know, agree with all with everything you said and thank you. Right on. Um, another thing he he spoke to that I wanted to mention is that he says, you know, agree or disagree, we can all still be friends. That's something that just doesn't happen, you know, to, to kind of stick to real world-ish for a minute. That stuff doesn't happen. People disagree and, like, cut each other off as far as they don't talk anymore. And, and I see that even in... I'm I'm perusing Twitter way more than I wanted to. I used to be on Twitter years ago and I, I got out of it because it was getting pretty bad. But the Star Wars community, for the most part, at least where we're involved, is pretty good. Um, but I still see like people just like they get personal with their arguments about something that they both escape to and love. And it's like, you know, just yeah, <laughs> I come from the 90s, I guess, you know, that's where I sort of grew up. And, and it's at least a, in our phase of the 90s, mine at least, was can't we all just get along, man? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, and, uh, I think he, yeah, Rodney King said it best. So so him, uh, Rural Farm Boy saying, 
disagree, agree. We can all still be friends. That's the way it needs to be in Star Wars. There are things that I don't like, but I'm not going to hurt or offend anyone because they like it. It's cool. Like what you like. We'll like what we like. And we're going to find a common. I mean, the common ground is Star Wars, right? Yeah, exactly. Common ground is Star Wars. Well said. Yeah, we all love it. Um, thank you so much, though, for for taking the time out of your playlist listening to to send this recording to us. Uh, we always love hearing from you. Um, we always appreciate mm-hmm. your retweets and your responses and and all of that. Your shout outs to hey, I'm listening to Clone Army Radio. You should too. You probably have no idea how much that means to us to see. Oh my that. goodness, we can't believe it. Like. Like I said, our idea was just me talking to John, John talking to me, and that's it. <laughs> and then right. let's record it for prosperity for our sake, you know. That's all. Talking about Star Wars. We didn't think like, you know, anybody else would be interested. Yeah. And I mean, and he's he's oh, he's been there since like oh my almost the beginning, you know. And, oh yeah, that's what I wanted to ask. Um, I mean, I could probably just email you or message you, but did you hear the uh, classified one through eleven episodes, Rural Farm Boy? <laughs> Curious to know if you were around for those. Those were our uh, the old Republic days, old old Republic days. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that uh, it's going to be hard to segue into anything else. So we just have to. I'm sorry, <laughs> right. Farm Boy. We we have to. <laughs> move forward but we don't want to but we do um you remember that uh, we had that bounty board the bounty uh kind of talking about i mean i know what star wars means to us but like he's he's he was talking about you know disagree agree you know what i mean that part kind of like reminded me oh yeah the bounty board that the poll we had and uh you know we learned a little bit about what people think as far because we asked you know what we thought the uh sequel trilogy was to people if it was canon non-canon or you don't care you know it's star wars but um i'm not too sure if a lot of people saw it but you know we had what the results was people were saying it's canon you know that was the majority of the votes so there you go there it is case closed case case closed yeah case case closed question mark sure (laughs) question mark (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's always going to be a topic, right? I think so. Yeah, I I think it has. You know, only because it's new, it's different, and it's going to get questioned. But in time, it will be it'll be ironed out, and everything will be weaved in, and um, and everything will be fine. Like I said, when I went to um, Galaxy. A Galaxy's Edge. I didn't care. It was sequel or 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 it was uh, prequel or it was um, original. I mean, I was in Star Wars land, <laughs> and I was loving it. That's all that mattered, right? Exactly. Yep. So, for anyone that did listen to our very first episode, uh, I mean, that was more of like Star Wars memories and stuff. And since we kind of showed how old we are at this point. Uh, I had mentioned at that time that my very first memory of Star Wars was going to see Return of the Jedi with my family. And 
I don't I don't think I was so young. I don't think I knew what Star Wars was. I just knew I was going to the movies with my family. It was something that we did a lot, you know, when I was a kid. And uh, it's just I can still see the one little blurp of a memory in my head of us walking to the movie theater, like like outside in the parking lot going inside. And I remember my parents, you know, one had each hand, you know, walking me to go see Star Wars, uh, Return of the Jedi. And every time I think about that, I'm like, Star Wars is family, right? You know, like that's a big thing about Star Wars is family. And that's one of the things I think that has always stood out to me is it's it's more enjoyed. I mean, yeah, you can enjoy it on your own, but it's more... I guess more exciting when you're sitting with other people that enjoy it and it doesn't have to, like you were saying, you know, we're not blood brothers, but we could sit down and watch a star Wars movie and it would be like watching it with family. Right. We could, we could sit down with a rural farm boy and it would be like watching star Wars with family. It's absolutely. And that's a big theme in star Wars that I think a lot of people, you know, you mentioned the sequel trilogy. A lot of people talk about that as it's like adopted family in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Han, you know, in the in the originals, Han, Luke and Leia. I mean, yeah, OK, Luke and Leia are twins, but they're still like they're this tight knit family. And uh, and it's kind of what they were shooting for with Ray and Finn and uh, Poe. Um, so I think that's a huge theme. I'm probably not telling anybody anything new here, but that's just one. That's one of the pieces of what Star Wars means to me as family but there's like two other things I want to touch on that one I think is huge because it's so different now when we were younger, when we were teenagers and we liked star Wars, we didn't tell anybody we would have been made fun of. We, um, you know, trying to go out with girls, we wouldn't tell them that we liked star Wars. Um, I actually had, you know, that power of the force collection that my brother got me. I had them on shelves, like some of the figures that I opened. And if I had a girl coming over to hang out and watch a movie or something, the Star Wars toys were thrown in a box. (laughs) You know, it was like it was almost like back in the day. And it might I don't know because I'm older now, so it might still kind of hold true in high school and middle school and stuff. I don't know for sure. So forgive me if I'm wrong. I'm just speaking of my own experience. But it was like back then you would be almost like bullied for not for liking star Wars. Whereas nowadays it seems very much more accepted and embraced to where. Yeah. Did you have something? Um, Yeah. I just want to say like, there was a shift like back then when we grew up, nerds were made fun of, you know, unfortunately, you know, right. If you were like really into something and you dressed up and, you know, you you did fake like battles or whatever, or you played D and D. You know, that's where it all started. If you played D and D, and you kind of like did anything outside of like normal kid stuff, like as far as like role playing or play with toys that like you know aren't GI Joes or something, just something you know out there. Like Star Wars kind of was when we were growing up. Uh, you were just you were just kind of. Uh, you know, people would just be like, oh, you're kind of weird. 
<laughs> you know, right. And, you know, and go and do earthly things. And, uh, you know, so I don't mean to talk on through, uh, through your story. I'm sorry. You can, uh, continue. No, oh, no. I mean, I think you, you made a good point. And, um, yeah. now as an adult, I can, I can wear a star Wars shirt in public, <laughs> you know, I, I have never, okay. I should probably say something along those lines. At least I've never been one to be like embarrassed. I had somebody try to bully me once when I was in seventh grade, just someone would try to pick on me. And the one time he, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but he punched me in the stomach for no reason. And I had had enough at that point and I didn't do anything bad. I just grabbed him and slammed him into the wall and said, don't ever touch me again. And then I made it kind of like my effort after that to make sure other people weren't getting bullied. You know, if if I was in the area and I saw someone else getting bullied or picked on, I would try to intervene because I knew what it was like. It's not cool. Yeah. Back then, there was no like anti-bullying, uh, right. you know, school mandates. It was like kids, kids get bullied all the time. I got bullied. Yeah. Yeah. Like I got bullied too in elementary school and middle school. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely, you know, came, but you know, what happened to me is, um, I, once again, not to, you know, break in your story, but like I found my, my crew, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And together we were, you know, and you were part of that crew together. We were, you know, a group that, you know, just, you know, we were, we had a look and <laughs> we got together yeah. and, and we hung out with each other and we didn't worry about the rest of, 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 of the high school or, or the middle school or anything. We just kind of did our own thing and kind of went about our business. <laughs> we and like what we liked. Business. Yeah. Like we liked what we liked and we did what we did and we did it together. To go back to, like I was saying, uh, I go out, I wear Star Wars shirts all the time now. I wear my, my sister bought me a chicken nuggies Grogu shirt that I wear, you know, if it, nobody, nobody really, I don't know. People maybe make fun of me behind my back. I don't know, but I don't care, you know, but Star Wars is just more embraced now to where it's, it's, it's just more accepted, uh, which is cool. I think it should never have been the way that it was. Uh, so I just yeah, wanted like to... a like in the shadows type, um, you know, subculture type frowned upon. Which I mean, in some ways, I I sort of miss like the I miss elements of that, not the bad stuff, but I sometimes I miss the more intimate relationship with Star Wars. But the last thing is a big one for me i think it still still means a lot to me when i think back because star wars i will say that i was never so down in my life than i was in my mid and late 20s and uh i was in a really bad place and i wasn't I wasn't really into Star Wars all that much at that time. It was one of those, oh, well, you know, I'm too cool for school and, you know, I didn't, I didn't follow it anywhere near like I do now. But what brought me back into Star Wars and out of this awful moment in my life was Revenge of the Sith. 
that movie just came out at the right time for me because like I said, I, I don't want to go into a lot of the personal stuff, but it, it had to do with, with a girl that I was crazily in love with and, uh, things didn't go very, things didn't work out the way that I had wanted them to. And it put me in a spot in life and it was not a good time at all. Mm. But sorry, what? No, it's, it's always a girl, right? Always. Yep. It's <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, so I remember going to see, and I talked about this, I think in our, our very first episode, I remember going to see revenge of the Sith in the theater. Honestly, I don't even remember how anyone got me out of the house because I was pretty much housebound. Didn't want to do anything. Didn't want to go anywhere. Didn't want to talk to anybody, but I went and I saw this film and just being with, most of the people you weren't there uh but most of the people that i knew it was fun it the movie is you know that's another reveal i'm saying i'm saying screw it revenge of the sith is my favorite star wars movie it's it is bumped empire strikes back i'm sorry the empire strikes back is the best star wars film ever made but revenge of the sith not just because of my personal relationship i guess with that film but i just love that movie too much to say it's not my favorite uh that's a that's a good point uh that movie is uh amazing um i recently like rediscovered it recently and i'm like what like i just overlooked it when it came out um i don't know why i just maybe i wasn't in the right time for me personally as well like i had other things going on in my life i was in like rock bands and like uh you know women of course and then, uh, you know, other movies I was discovering, you know, Lord of the Rings was happening kind of ish around the same time. And, um, you know, Star Wars was, well, no, that happened a little bit after. I don't know. Like, I, to me, it's all happening at the same time, but it, I could be other things. Um, the Millennium happened and like we're in a new, you know, 2000. Like, what, what's this all about? You know, uh, but. Right. Um but I recently rediscovered it, and it's an amazing film. And I and I'm, and I feel like of any film, like I have not completely absorbed that film yet. I still like have a long way to go uh, with that film. I kind of feel like that too, and I watch it so much. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. So, so I saw that movie, and I fell in love with it. I loved the. You know, we I don't want to go into the details of what I loved about it, you know, but there's just so much to love about it. And then I basically I went back home and the only time I would leave the house is go to work. And uh, that same friend of ours, Eric, um, showed up one day and dropped off a whatever, who cares, a bootleg copy of Revenge of the Sith. Right. Yeah. And he's like, here, man, he's like, I, I know you, you know, I know you really liked this film. I sat and watched, I watched it with my mom and that was fun. My mom, my mom is actually a big star Wars fan, which is crazy to me, but, uh, she's 74 and she just loves star Wars. She's all excited about the book of Boba Fett and everything. But so I watched it with her. I would watch that movie every single day. And eventually, uh, my brother, my oldest brother who got me into star Wars toys, 
was like, hey, you should come with me and my friends. They would go like Saturday mornings to like Walmart, Target, Toys R Us, um, you know, to look for the new figures, to look what figures they put out. And so I started doing that. And before I knew it, I was like, you know, a couple months, a few months, however long I was going every weekend with my brother and his friends looking for new figures to collect. So this all pulled me out of that depression I was in revenge of the Sith and Lito, you can see all mm-hmm. the toys behind me. I love looking at it. I love it. I, I love doing the podcast and just looking at your toys the whole time. It's so much fun. I'm I, I dig it. I dig it so much. I, you know, so yes, I can see yeah. it all. Um, but you know, all of that stuff helped. So for me, I was never, I don't want to say I was ever at a point of like ending my life or anything like that, but I was just in a room, in a bedroom, you know, living with my parents at that age and just working a crappy job. And you know what I mean? Like just, Mm -hmm. I was down, I was so down and Star Wars First of all, the Revenge of the Sith brought me back to Star Wars and Star Wars as a whole brought me to a new me and a more focused, a more positive, a more ambitious me. And it just it changed who I was in such a good way. Like, I'm so happy with the person I am now. And I I would be a liar if I said Star Wars didn't have anything to do with it because it did. It was a huge part of it and and i still collect my toys <laughs> you know and it it always makes me happy you know here i am very early 40s and i still get excited like a little kid when i get a star wars toy when i buy a star wars toy like christmas time getting star wars stuff from family you know to wrap up star wars means everything to me it does oh and i guess one thing I probably should have mentioned doing a podcast with my oldest freaking friend in the world. <laughs> you know? I mean, that is golden and it's something um, I look forward to every freaking week. Every, I can't believe how, I don't know how, like where this stuff comes from. I have no idea. Every podcast I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to say. I have nothing to say, but it, <laughs> but I get in front of you and then I see all your toys and then like, we just start talking and it just like, it just comes out. Like we have nothing scripted. Like this is nothing. You know what I mean? We just, this is like completely like off the cuff. That's why sometimes I'm long winded is because I, I'm not self editing. Like this is just me who I'm talking, talking to John. I can't, right. I can't control it. This is what comes out. This is what he brings out of me. So, you know, there you go. You have you to thank for <laughs> whatever I say, but, but yeah, man, for real. Thank you. Thank you for asking me to do this. This is your idea. And uh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just glad that you let me be a part of your podcast. Cause I definitely, you know, when we go into my story, <laughs> this, you know what I mean? I have a lot to thank you for. Right on. Um, you know, it's always touching to hear from everybody. And I just happened to be on Audible signing back up because it was like a really cheap 
sale they had going on. And I'm like, I'm going to look up Clone Army Radio on there and see what's on there. And the last time I did that, we had um, a written review. And we had a new one in December. Five stars all around. Um, the title is The Best. Wow. <laughs> and here we go. You guys are awesome. Truly the best, in quotations, accidental podcast <laughs> I've ever encountered. And then this person also has favorites. My favorites are Live from Spaceball City. That was all. Oh, that was a fun one. That was so much fun. Yeah. And the whole Imperial March Madness. Definitely a must listen. For real. How about that? Wow. Yeah. That's so that's, cool. That's excellent. Side note. The Imperial March Madness was all Leto's idea, <laughs> and it was a hell of an idea because it was so much fun to do. And I look forward to doing it again this year, hopefully. Yeah, we got to switch it up now. We got to we got to one up ourselves. I don't know how we're going to do it, but okay. I don't either. But yeah, we got a couple <laughs> of months to figure it out, and then and we're open to ideas. So that's that is so cool. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Right. Thank you for the review. Um, okay, so we also had a comment on YouTube. This was. You know, hey, if you're still listening, sorry, we we haven't been very active on there, um, but we are uploading all of our audio podcasts on YouTube. So if anyone wants to listen to us on there, you'll you'll have that to be accessible. I'm I'm working on putting those on there. Uh, this one says, love your podcast, dude. I always listen to them before bed. Keep up the good work. <laughs> oh, man. Right. I, I wonder if he's gone to sleep and then like we're like affect his dreams. You ever have have that? Happen? Oh, dude, that used to happen to me all the time. I used oh. to like listen to music when I would go to bed, and then I would have dreams that I was on stage singing. <laughs> I would have I would listen to Howard Stern in the mornings, uh, back when he was on the radio, and I would fall asleep listening to him, and then his his radio show would affect my dreams because <sighs> it would turn on as the alarm, and and that was. The weirdest thing, but it was like the coolest dream ever. <laughs> so, like, you know, it felt so real. But I wonder if that happens to him. It's possible. Um, yeah. So, thanks for that comment. Thanks yeah, for that thank review. You. Um, we have, we do have one from another listener talking about Imperial March Madness. There was something we were doing around that time, a contest. And, uh, the winner of the contest that we did. Oh, it was a character creation contest. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll, we'll get to that one because it was really cool too. But uh, Captain J, if you're out there listening right now, what's up? Uh, what's up? Thanks for the um, the feedback and thanks for commenting and all of that. And we will uh, we'll get to what you said in a little bit. We got one from George Bass, George Bass. That was on Twitter says, to me, this is all in response to what does Star Wars mean to you. Um, to me, the original Star Wars films remind me of my wonder years. I was fed, I was nurtured, and I had a roof over my head. Oh, and I also had the time to escape to a galaxy far, far away. I miss you, Mom and Dad, and thank you. Miss you, Mom and Dad? Like, oh. Right. Like, like he misses living with them, you think? or? I mean, that could be multiple meanings, I suppose. Because he must like, yeah, like, I don't know. When I think back, like, I'm wondering, like, man, it was life was so much easier back then, you know? 
Oh my gosh, it was. <laughs> <laughs> now I got the time to like sit back and watch. I got to like carve out time to watch Book of Boba Fett, you know, or else it's not going to happen. Very cool. Uh, again, you know, the time to escape to a galaxy far, far away. That's what Star Wars is. is there you go. It keeps, cut, escape. Keeps, it keeps, keeps popping up. Everyone, you know, there's a common thread here. Yeah. Right. Um, we got one from Sci-Fi Rewind. That sounds familiar. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. To us here at Sci-Fi Rewind, Star Wars means the phenomenon that started this whole thing. I mean, sure, there was sci-fi before Star Wars, but was there really, question mark? Nothing captured the hearts and minds of the people more than those pesky rebels fighting against the Empire and winning. Right on. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I think it's a story of what? Like, story about the little guy, you know, underdogs. Right. Who doesn't love an underdog story? I think that's what they're talking about. That's pretty cool. Yep. And the one word response to our question on Twitter, hope. That's what Star Wars means to this person. Hope. Boom. That's a, that's a big, that's a big, that's a big one. That's, that's saying a lot. Um, and such a little, you know, with, with one word. Wow. I mean, it is, it's hope. And like, and one thing you were just saying, the little guys, you know, Mm-hmm. Trying to go up against the big guys and all that. It's hope. It's it's just, uh, you know, my situation. Star Wars gave me hope and drive. and Yeah, that kind of leads me to what Star Wars means to me, you know, hope. That's the big. So if anybody knows me personally, they know that I went through uh, a very, very dark time. Very scary, very dark time in my life, um, which actually coincided with COVID. So <laughs> I not only had to deal with that, I actually had to fight um, fight for my, you know, mental well-being as well. Um, and all while that was going on. I was uh, asked to do a podcast <laughs> about Star Wars, which I loved. And, um, you know, let me rewind a little bit. So I work at a job and it's, you know, a good job. And, um, but it gives me a lot of time to think. And a lot of time I, I have an earbud plugged in and, and that earbud, I can listen to books listen to podcasts, you know, listen to show, you know what I mean? Like it, it, I could do my job like a robot and have my mind being escaped into something else. Right. Um, much like driving. So, um, I started a long time ago, um, just listening to audiobooks and I got through like everything. <laughs> right. And then I discovered, uh, podcasts, and you know special interest stuff anyways and then i got to other audiobooks and then and then i re- and then i found out that they made star wars behind the scenes how they how george lucas made star wars you know like the secret history of star wars and i listened to that and when i listened to that what happened was i realized that me and george lucas had similarities 
and he was able to be successful. Um, you know, like he didn't like writing. He wasn't great at certain subjects, right? He was into sci-fi. He was into comic books. He was in the cars, stuff like that. And like, I'm like, dude, me and George, like we have some like, you know, he was terrible at schools, you know, in school. Right. But something happened with George where he found subjects that he liked and he found things that he, you know, like he, uh, he got into an accident in a car accident and then like he couldn't do cars anymore. But so he kind of like focused on other things. Anyways, he found something that he liked uh, with like films and cameras and everything. And then, and then he, he found subjects that he liked, like anthropology and, and understanding people and, and whatnot and, and, and social studies and, and whatnot. And like, you know, he learned about other religions and whatnot. So I don't know. And I'm like, whoa, that's something I would totally do. You know, I would, I was totally horrible at, you know, certain subjects. And, but then there's, there's other ones I was totally fine with. Anyways, he decided to focus on what he was good at and went all the way to like USC film school and excelled and actually was like the top filmmaker whatnot in in his in his class and made a movie and and his father wanted him to be part of his business anyway you don't need to know that but anyway i identified with a lot of what was going on with george in his time of development and I'm, but i'm in my late 30s at this point right I've, i got my job and but i'm like I'm going back to school and I'm going and I thought back to my high school and I'm like, what class did I do good at film study class, which John, you were there. You know what I mean? We were in the same class. Yeah. That was a I great had, class. It was an awesome class. Mr. Oros, you're still alive. Thank you. Um, look, you know, um, we, 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 we learned about school. We learned about films, but like, not just like watching films, like we learned how to, how they made films and how the, how films came to be and other certain levels of filmmaking and layers of like the lighting and the costumes and the story and the settings and the locations. And like, like what, like these, you, you know, like what's going on here? And it's not just like, no, like there's all kinds of like work that needs to happen. Anyways, I decided that's my, that's what I wanted to do. So I went, I went back to school to get a degree in film. But I had to finish community college. Anyways, a long story short, it's still like a five-year process after that, <laughs> right? So I'm going to work, I'm going to school and everything, and then I'm learning, I'm meeting new people, meeting creative people, you know what I mean? I'm doing stuff with you guys, everyone's happy. You know, like I'm finding, I'm just rediscovering a new side of myself, I'm, I'm gaining confidence, whatnot, because I'm a very unconfident person. Um, but what happened was I graduated and I reached my goal and I got my degree and that was the problem <laughs> because now I got to go back to work full time because I was able to do have part time. And when I went back to work, I was doing, I was right back where I started, you know, like I felt like I didn't accomplish anything and I knew I had to leave that job. But to do that, I'm putting my family at a personal risk, you know, and that was a that was a path I, w I was not ready to do, but I knew I had to do it, and I did it. And when I did that, the second I did it, 
um, is the second like I uh, fell apart mentally and like, what did I just do? <laughs> because I'm putting my family at risk and I had good, I had health benefits. I had it all, like everything, great paying, great pay, everything, um, you know, established 20 years in the field, like, you know, union, everything. Um, but like, what did I do? Like, what did I do? And then I spent, obviously, but I built relationships with this new thing. And then luckily, you know, we'll get there. But uh, anyways, I fell apart and I fell, I fell off mentally. Like I, I had my switch and I, I went really dark. Um, and I really had a lot of guilt and a lot of shame that, you know, I was putting my family at personal uh, loss here uh, financially and uh, and I um, you know what I mean because I didn't have anything lined up or nothing you know so I was hurt I I mean I hurt I felt like I I just wasn't a, a, a functioning person I, I felt like less of a man because I wasn't providing and then I fell uh, um, I just fell to pieces like uh, so much so that I had to go to the hospital and do, you know, start, uh, start new. You know what I mean? I went somewhere that I couldn't, I couldn't pull myself out of it and I had to get help and I got help and, uh, you know, they did everything that they could do from, you know, from the outsider's perspective. I mean, I look fine. I, I'm healthy. Like they can't find anything wrong with me, but here I am. Like, why am I in the hospital? Uh, so I was in there and, you know, I, people were in there too and, you know, meeting people and whatnot. And it's got nothing to do with Star Wars. It's got everything to do with me. But like, um, what happened was I was told to do this podcast. I was asked to do this podcast and I was scared out of my mind, you know, and I was very dark, very scared, very, you know unworthy and everything um but every you know but we did it <laughs> we did the episodes and like for that brief amount of time like i wasn't nervous i wasn't scared i wasn't anxious i wasn't depressed i wasn't you know what i mean like i wasn't i was good i was cool i was with my friends and we were talking about star wars and nothing was nothing was bothering me at those you know when we were recording i was on medication and everything and I've never been on medication before, and I was, uh, I didn't, I didn't know how I was gonna like react to it or side effects or whatnot. So, I, uh, I, 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 I took it, hoping for the best, you know, and uh, you know, hoping it would calm me down or whatnot. And it, you know, and, and it did, it did the trick. And then right now, today, I'm not on anything. So, um, you know, I think that's, you know, it helps if you need that. To get through a rough patch, please, you know, do it because it's not, you know, it hap you you just need help a certain time of your life. Don't don't be too proud to take it. Like it's there for a reason, and it's it's not a bad thing. I just wanted to chime in on that and yeah. and agree with you um, because I at, at that point in my life uh, that I talked about, I also. I, I guess I was a little too proud, I think, like you were saying, don't be, but I did. I, I got on the medication and it helped me get through until I was able to, you know, be like, okay, I, I think I'm okay without it. 
and and I never looked back. I just kind of I just wanted to say I didn't know that you were off. So that that's cool. That's yeah. cool that you feel that you can move forward without it. So I just wanted to jump in for a sec. Go ahead. Yeah, I've I've been off for for a while, and um, and I was going to therapy too at the time, and you we were we were able to you know, and then you guys would would say, hey, time to do podcast. I'm like, okay. What are we talking about? Like, you know, and I got to focus and I got to get out of that bad space. Call it the dark side. You know what I mean? Because um, it was it. It was the dark side. I mean, you know, and it was just keep coming back. I couldn't sleep. You know, I wasn't sleeping. And um, and just my mind just kept like churning on itself and just kept like eating itself and just wanting to think bad thoughts all the time. And it was bad. It was bad. It was completely awful spot, awful place. And, you know, I look at you know, people that characters that are in part of the Sith. And like, I think to them, like, man, they're just, they're like, they've got depression. They've got anxiety. They've got paranoia. They've got like, that's what's driving their hate and their, and their, uh, their, you know, their desire to, uh, I don't know. Like that's to me, when I look at the dark side, that's what I see. Uh, I don't know. So, and then the people who are on the Jedi's are more balanced people and more able to process emotions and, you know, and filter things and, I don't know, kind of deal with, with, with what comes and not get too high, not get too low and kind of balance each other out, turn negatives into positives and, you know, whatnot. So, I don't know. That's what I see, what it means to me, like what it's able to do and what it does to me. Like I watch, like I can be having a awful day and I watch a Star Wars movie. And it makes me feel good. It takes me away and it takes me, you know, and I want, you know what I mean? And that's what, that's my therapy now. Like I, I mean, talking to someone helps, you know, try to figure out what happened in the past. But like to get through like day to day, like I have to put on a Star Wars movie to get me out of my headspace. And then, um, luck, and it's crazy enough, I'll watch The Last Jedi. Like I really? have, I have the pick of whatever, right? I will watch The Last Jedi when Luke comes in and to save the day. Like that is my go-to scene to like instantly make me feel good. The Last Jedi. Can you believe this? That's, <laughs> that's a re- that's a reveal. <laughs> so I'm just kind of looking at you like, huh? <laughs> yeah. I've been holding on to that piece of the nugget. Like I've I recently went through like a little patch of like um, you know, just like like I because I know like if I go too far now, like where I can end up. So I gotta like calm myself down because I've been to the I've been down there, right? And I know, like, if I'm heading that way, I got to, like, chill. I got to pull back. You know what I mean? Like, I got really got to check myself and, like, start exercising more. And you know what I mean? Like, because like, that's energy. And then you need, to, you need to turn that energy. You need to, like, you know, do something with that. Or else it's going to, you know, consume you too much. So, like, The Last Jedi, when Luke shows up to save the day and he's doing what he does, Kylo just the visual, everything, the colors, you know what I mean? Everything. Just for some reason, I can, I can go through any, like, I have Disney Plus. I can hit any movie, any cartoon, right? The Last Jedi, when Luke comes, when Luke shows up. That's my that's my go-to therapy, therapy, you know, to fix me. It's, it's worth mentioning the music for that part, too. Oh, absolutely. It's so powerful. Right. When he walks out through that fiery whatever door they'd be like hey you're not going to feel like this forever 
You know what I mean? This is temporary. You're going to be okay. Like, you know what I mean? This is just a temporary thing. And, you know, you're going to be able to come, you know, it just it's resets me. I just want to say that that's what Star Wars means to me. It's my, it's not only my escape, it's also my, my therapy. That's why it means a lot to me. And it means a lot that you asked me to do this. And it, it means a lot that you gave me something else through my traumatic time that I could focus on that wasn't about me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. that's what a lot of it is. It's like you're just like, you're always just thinking about yourself. It's like, no. Self-absorbed. Yeah, self-absorbed. Yeah. Like I could think about something else and break that pattern. And you know what I mean? And we did it and we kept doing it. And you know what I mean? And if you listen to our episodes 11, which I just did, or, or the first episode you can listen to, that's the person that's dealing with mental issues at the time. And I was on like, you know, medication. And for the first, and you can hear my progress if you listen from from that first episode to now. Like, absolutely. You know, and I mean, I'm totally different now. You know, you know, to to kind of put a to to end on like now. I'm working in film and TV production, like the 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 the. Um, uh, going to school and 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 networking and 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 meeting like-minded people that with like-minded interests led to you know job opportunities, right? That you know through COVID, you know no one was doing anything, so nothing happened. But like as soon as COVID like broke down a little bit, you know what I mean, and people were starting to come out. Like I had an opportunity, and and I'm there, and I'm I'm in, I'm I'm doing. I'm in I'm in the, the filmmaking industry and I couldn't be happier and I go to work every day and it's, it's like living a dream <laughs> and I can't believe it. And uh, yeah, thank you for letting me share that. The happy endings, you know, here with with these stories, um, it, it's good. It's yeah. uh, it's like a Star Wars film. You get it's that a Star happy Wars ending. <laughs> yeah, it's all Star Wars and it all came from Star Wars. Listening yeah. to a Star Wars book, loving Star Wars so much that I wanted to learn more. I wanted to know how the sausage was made. I learned about George and his life and his struggles and his story. And I found like a roadmap to me to for my for my journey in life and and I followed it. And oh oh my gosh, like I do what George does now. <laughs> and you know, and everything is okay. The money situation's fine and the family is fine. Everyone's good. Like it wasn't what I made it out to be in my head. And, you know, and I found another thing like through this time, like as long as I have my family and my friends, I don't really need anything else. <laughs> you know, if I lose my job tomorrow in filmmaking, I don't care. You know, as long as I got you to talk to. And as long as I got, you know, my, my, my family, my wife, my kid, and my, and, and my close family, I don't care. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I want in the field of TV or anything. I don't care. TV, filmmaking, I don't, doesn't, like, you know what I mean? I learned that family is really, and time with them is really, like, all I need. <laughs> that's, uh, that's beautiful. It really is. And it's very true. Um, 
Well, thank you for sharing that. Uh, you know, I, I still don't want to mention the name, but everybody knows when I say this, who I'm talking about. Like Star Wars podcasts, I'm glad that we're doing it. I was inspired by one that I listened to back in, they have a different name now, but back when, when I was going through my stuff, I listened to them. And if if our podcast can do what it's doing for you, you get to escape, Lito, like mm-hmm. listeners as well, but I'm talking to Lito. You're getting this escape. I hope that you listeners out there get that as well. Uh, I know we heard from Rural Farm Boy saying that he gets that escape from listening to Star Wars podcasts and listening to us. And, um, you know, if any of you are out there that that are feeling anything like what Lito was just talking about his, you know, his dark times or what I was talking about, you know, if you don't have anyone to talk to for whatever reason, reach out to us. Right. We'll listen. You know, yeah. and and we know from our experiences that you mostly just want somebody to listen. <laughs> you right. know, you don't want anyone to fix your problems for you. you. Yeah, you just want someone to listen. And I hope that we provide, you know, in our little small corner of the galaxy, I hope we provide an escape for all of you because I know that it Star Wars pod any anything that you enjoy, whatever. But we're we're Star Wars, you know, Star Wars podcasts can do that. And I think, and I know you've mentioned it before, but I think it's cool that, that you're saying that this has helped, you know, this came at a, at a time that helped you work through that. And, you know, I'm glad that you stuck with it. Yeah. Because... There was, yeah. There was a time I was like, okay, I think I'm done. I think I'm good here. Like, okay, I did it. All right. Yeah. But I'm glad I stuck with it too. You know, I don't know if I could have keep kept going as a drives with fives thing. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I like doing it when I have stuff on my mind, but I don't know if I could do it. I definitely couldn't do it without you. Right. I mean, that simple. We we had a third. Yeah, we We lost the third, and we kept going. Um, I I I thought I think at that point in episode ten, I'm like, I've this already is too important for me to stop doing, and like um. I don't care if we don't know what we're doing, <laughs> but I know we need to be doing this. Yeah, this is this is right. It feels right. It's always been right, and I've never like not thought that it was it was I was bad, and I I was scared to do it. That's what made me not want to do it. But I never thought doing it was a bad thing. <sighs> but uh, yeah, I mean, you know in my head right now like did this save my life it's a it's a little much to say maybe but i think it might have you know really i think think it might have yeah i don't know what i would have done if i didn't have any you know if i just kept going down the path i was going without anything anybody like being like well check this thing out over here you know i had you know i vividly have you know, plans and things in order. So, because I couldn't handle my thoughts and I wanted them to be done with, right? I mm. didn't have the energy to do it anymore, like to keep thinking these things. So, yeah, man, it was not, not a good time. 
but like I said, this gave me like a ray of hope and a ray of thank you. Yes. Ray of hope. There it is. Hope, you know, <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, it gave me some hope that, that it's not going to be forever, not temporary, you know, and it wasn't. It's great. That's uh. I don't really know <laughs> any anything I could say is just going to sound weak and it doesn't you know I don't want it to but you know like I I can't really I claim to be a writer and I can't word what I'm trying to say but but all I can really say is that and I probably already said it is I'm glad that you stuck with it I'm glad that obviously I'm glad that you are on that positive path and you know Glad I can be around for it, <laughs> you know, see you, um, you know, see you doing your thing and seeing the, the smiley kid that I met in third grade, man. <laughs> you know? Right. Like you were, I obviously I've known you for so bleeping long that I can always tell when you're not yourself and it's cause you're not smiling. <laughs> you were like, I would tell people that didn't know you, um, you know, like uh, before Jennifer met you, I'm like, Lito is like the smiliest person you could ever meet unless <laughs> unless two things, unless he's down or you piss him off. <laughs> you know? But it's good to see you smile. That's all I can really say. Right. And um, on uh, Twitter there, I have that poster or that poster, that little post of um you know, that Star Wars figure, right? That I got, that I found. The, the B-Wing guy? Yeah, the B-Wing guy, you know. You know, I was talking about you in that in that post. Oh, really? You know? Yeah. I was, you know, like you and I, we've been together forever. And, but I, we've been, we weren't friends here and there. There's times where there's gaps, there's big gaps, but. I'm never not going to be friends with you ever again. <laughs> right. I hear that. <laughs> so just so you know, like, yeah. We're like uh, trying to lighten it up for a little bit. <laughs> Caddyshack with uh, Bill Murray and Chevy Chase. Best buddies for life. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, that's awesome, dude. Right on. And we get to, that's the other thing too, is, you know, busy lives and family and all of that. We, we, you know, make a little chunk of, you know, almost every week, you know, obviously doesn't always work out every week, but almost every week we make that, you know, hour to two hours time to shoot the stuff. <laughs> right. Know? Yeah. Just, and, yeah. Uh, just talk about Star Wars. All right. Uh, so we have a couple more. Do we? What do we? What do we have left? I think. Oh, okay. So we had an email from from our Cincinnati Bengals listener. Oh, perfect timing for that guy. Yeah. <laughs> um. You know, I'm not even gonna read it. No, I will. But. Uh, <laughs> As anybody that follows football knows, the Browns uh, had high expectations this year and they kind of, you know, they had the injuries. There was the COVID. So there was all of that. Yeah. But they just, they they didn't get to where they needed to this year. And um, I'm going to adopt a rural farm boys mentality with the Browns. 
not have any expectations, so I'm not disappointed. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, man. <laughs> For real. Because, uh, you know, watching him last season, I was hooked. I mean, I'm like... Yeah, same here. The years, you know, the few years before that, I'm like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm a Browns fan, but I'm not going to sit here and waste my Sundays watching. Last season, I was like, oh, oh, okay. And then this year, every Sunday or Saturday or Monday, whenever they played... This last game, I turned it off. I think like early third quarter, I'm like, you know, I'm just this is my night off of work and I'm going to watch these guys play horrible. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I'm good. I'll just I'll keep an eye on the stats here and there. But uh, are they trying to win? OK, it's not a Browns podcast, right? I know it could be easily, I think. But <laughs> um, <laughs> so Chris from Cincinnati, CT0009. Hello, C.A.R. How are your Browns doing? Well, I think you know how our Browns are doing. There you go. <laughs> right off the rip. As you know, we will probably be playing our backups because we wrapped up the division a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, uh, for those of you that don't know, the Browns play the Bengals this week for the last game. Uh, right. I tell, I tell you it's... Right. I tell you it's nice to be back atop the division. It's been since 2015 since we did that. I don't remember that at all. They were actually on top of the division in the last 20 years. He's the expert. I guess that's what he's saying. I mean, you know, I've always known the Bengals as the Bungles. So, Uh, you know, (laughs) I always thought they were crap. But (laughs) you know what's funny is like I remember those guys being in the Super Bowl. But I don't think I don't remember us being in the Super Bowl. So I, every time I'm like, I try to give them some crud, I'm like, oh, man, they've made it to the Super Bowl. I know. The Browns were in the championships before our time, before right. Super Bowls were a thing. And, right. You know, back with Jim Brown and uh, uh, Otto Graham, I think. Um, man, I, I would have loved to have been able to watch them play. Like oh, not sure. in, you know, not in highlight reels and stuff. Like, actually, I mean, I would be much older than I am right now, but... Right. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Cincinnati Chris, oh yeah, he says, I tell you, it's nice to be back atop the division. It's been since 2015 since we did that. I was still in high school. How long has it been for you guys? <laughs> oh man, how? when did the Browns last win the division? Was that before they wow. moved to Baltimore? For real, yeah, no, like what? I was in what, third grade, maybe fourth grade? That was, was what? Like, 87, 88, yeah. yeah. The Bernie Bernie song. Oh, for real, yeah, Bernie Bernie. Uh, yeah, we were like one or two, like against Denver. Yeah, we were like one or two games away from going to the Super Bowl. Um. So he says, anyways, what Star Wars means to me, well, I was about seven years old when Revenge of the Sith came out. Hmm. I don't really remember seeing it in the theater, but my mom says she took me to see it. She was the Star Wars fan in our house. Her dad, my grandfather, was a big Star Wars fan. When he passed away, we found some of his old writings in a shoebox. Apparently, he wrote his own Star Wars stories, but never told anyone. That's kind of cool. Wow. They are pretty cool. I guess I could have just kept reading instead of commenting. (laughs) (laughs) They are pretty cool. He mainly had stories about R2 and C-3PO. So, in summation, watching the prequels on DVD... And not really getting it. Let me reread that. Watching the prequels on DVD and not really getting it, but more about spending time with my mom and hearing stories of my grandpa. 
Good luck on Sunday, Chris from Cincinnati. Go Bengals. Hmm. Huh. Okay, so your grandpa was writing some fanfic about R2 and 3PO. That's pretty cool. That's pretty sweet. You know? Um, yeah, thanks for sharing that. That's cool. Like his dad was like a closet Star Wars fan, I guess. I mean, you know, like so much so that he wanted to continue his own uh, writings and stories. That's cool. It's relatable. Yeah. I actually started writing a story. I don't remember what year it was, but it started out as a Star Wars story, like fanfic. And as it progressed, it turned into like, you know, my own thing. I never did finish it. It's still there. It's still in my head, but maybe one day I'll finish it. Yeah, get it out. Uh, so, yeah, I can totally relate to this. This is cool. I mean, it's fun making up your own Star Wars stories in right. your head. And, and uh, you know, that's what these these people that are making Star Wars content do or they did. You know, John Favreau and Dave Filoni, you know, they were playing with their toys, making up Star Wars stories. And right. I actually heard I think I heard the same about Robert Rodriguez. Uh, all, all of them that are making this these new stories now. That's how they got started. So, yeah, like here's the sandbox, you know, that you got to, you know, here's the parameters. Now work within there and create your own, your own uh, heroes and, and villains and, and journeys, you know, it's pretty awesome. And that's great that, you know, I'm sure the writings are probably a treasure, you know, heirloom now of, of, of that family. So, you know, good. That's awesome. Right. So we got one more we mentioned a little bit before. And, uh, you know, we didn't get we didn't get a ton of responses, reactions to uh, to this question. But the ones that we did and, and the one that you shared, I think it's awesome. And, uh, you know, hearing from uh, Captain Jay is always cool because he he seems to have fun listening to us and he, yeah. he tells us and he won our character creation contest uh, that we, you know, I sent one of uh, Commander Bly, a clone trooper to him. Um, well, I'll just I'll read his tweet. You know, he says, uh, Star Wars is a part of my life ever since I saw the Phantom Menace when I was a kid. Now I have tattoos, some collectibles and people know me as a Star Wars guy. I'm going to pause real quick there. Uh, people know me as a Star Wars guy. Okay, so that goes kind of back to what I was talking about earlier, where, you know, back in our day, I don't know how old Captain J is. You know, he's, according to his picture, he's got a beard, so he's he's a grown man. <laughs> uh, but back in our day, if we were known as a Star Wars guy, we would get picked on. Right. This dude's got... You know, he's got he said he has four uh, Star Wars tattoos. He's got his collectibles and people know him as a Star Wars guy. That's cool. That's, That's cool. great. He's proud to be a Star Wars guy. As he should be, as we and, all should be. And he's getting tattoos. I mean, that's permanent. That's yep. you know what I mean? That's like a decision you make. Like, no, Star Wars till I die. Like, this is me. Yeah. I don't know. And I'm like cementing that thought and my idea on my body. Like, wow. Yeah. I just did that 
you know, this past summer I got my five tattoo. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, um, that's my I, only I Star Wars tattoo so far. Yeah, I don't know the whole tattoo. I'm not I'm not in it. Like I don't do the tattoos thing, but I mean I, I got close once and like I don't know, I think the permanent thing kinda of got to me, you know, like, whoa, the forever. You know, well until you get it burned off, but like I don't know. Like I wouldn't do it. Um I don't I don't think I'm brave enough to get a tattoo. I want so many more, but they're expensive. Um I actually have this one that I'm I'm brewing up that I don't want to share because I don't someone I don't want somebody else to get it before I do. Okay. <laughs> but it kind of connects two things I'm pretty passionate about. One is Star Wars. Uh but he goes on to say highlight of 2021 was finding Clone Army Radio. Can't wait to start 2022 with episode 66. Highlight of 2021 was finding Clone Army Radio. Wow. Did we prompt? Did we? Did we? How much did we pay him? <laughs> <laughs> we paid him a Commander Bly figure, I guess. Oh, I guess. I guess so. I guess that's all it takes. No, but that's great. Um, that because we didn't like ask. Did we ask that? Like he, he he just shared that, right? Like that was just. Um, no, we didn't ask. There was, I think, something I retweeted that was something about a highlight of 2021. Okay. So either way, I'll take it. That's one hell of a compliment. But that's a gigantic um, a message uh, shot across our bow that uh, took, you know, that's taking me back. Like, that's, you know, I'm like, whoa, wow. Like, that's a compliment and then some, and um, we're not worthy. That's not, you know. <laughs> That's a that's a that's amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Captain J. Well, like I said, we always like hearing from you. Absolutely. Yeah. It's good to know that that we or I should say it's good to hear from people that have listened to us for a while. Like you're still there. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess, know. I guess we're not boring yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's going to probably wrap up the what Star Wars means to us. As, as Leto had said, this is a kind of a rebirth for the show. Um, we kind yeah. of we got to share things that we didn't actually share in our very first episode. I think this is the time to do it. It's Order 66, Episode 66. It's us, I guess, not not that we were ever hiding I mean, I don't want to go too deep into it, but I think we just came up with these names for fun, you know, something fun to do. Fives, Quattros. Uh, it's still fun and you can still call us those names, but I think we're we take ourselves seriously in life. And I think we should maybe do the same with this and just be more personal. Yeah, um, we're kind of shedding our clone, clone trooper image, and kind of being like, no, we're real people, you know. Um, so I think that is uh, that's all, right? That is all, folks. For like an hour and a half. Do you still want to touch on the Boba Fett or? Abadi, abadi, abadi. It's up to you, man. Um, yeah, yeah, we, I can do brief. All right, let's do brief. Okay, yeah, so since we, since we teased it at the beginning, we should probably oh, pay off. Yeah. Oh, look at you keeping me in in check here. <laughs> I, say, I say twenty minutes at the most. Okay. What was the title it, it, on Disney? It just says Chapter Two, but I know it had a title. 
Yeah, it was like tribes of Tatooine. Yes. Okay, good call. So, so like what the, everyone came here for, you know, give them one of those things. What's that? You know, like the, the people came to listen to talk uh, Boba Fett. Oh, right. I am Boba Fett. So tribes of Tatooine. I got home a little later than I wanted to for work, from work, I should say, this morning. And I saw that the timestamp was 53 minutes, I think. Oh, and I'm like, no. I'm like, dang, I got to go to bed. I'm tired. You know? <laughs> but I'm yeah. like, I'm like, I can't not watch it. It's, it's a, you know, it's a new Star Wars. Um, I know. Dude, this episode was bleeping awesome. It flew by. Yeah, like it totally flew by. But it was like... I don't really know what they're shooting for with all the Tuscan Raider stuff. And I know I've seen online that some people have an issue with it. I do not. I'm totally sold on the Tuscan Raider part of the story. And it's telling us a story of how Boba Fett has changed. Mm-hmm. And you even see him change. You saw a little glimpse of it in uh, Stranger in a Strange Land, the first episode. But you see he's training with a Tuscan in this one, learning how to fight like a Tuscan. Uh, what do you got? Uh, to me, that's more than a Tuscan. Like, I'm like, is that Fennec Shand? Do you, th- you know, I've been thinking that too. Yeah. That's really interesting that you bring that up. I'm like, is that her? You know, cause that is like a, like a super Tuscan. And the way she goes into, to, we're just going to jump around this because we're only yeah. doing a 20-minute chat about it. Uh, when she goes into that train yeah. later on and just beats the hell out of those dudes. Yeah. And that's that totally would, Fennec Shand. And, and that would make sense that that's why he would go and, and, like, you know, save her back, like, to me. You know, like, why why he would save her life because, like, she saved his life in a way. Like, you know what I mean? She trained him, uh, you know, post-Sarlacc pit. And yeah. then, like, so, like. When he sees her in the Mandalorian season one, shot, like he puts her back together because you know he's just repaying the favor. I don't know, just it would be like a good circle if you ask me. A very good circle. It would be. Uh, then it would turn into it's not just telling us the story of Boba Fett. You know, I don't want to say redemption, but just changing. You know, new rebirth of his character. Uh, it would also be Fennec Shand and yeah. how they met. And why they're they're tight, but I still think that she's being kind of shady towards him, you know, in the present part of the story, not, you know, as a Tuscan, if that's her. Uh, if that's her, the only, the only like, like kind of like flaw in my theory is like the, um, the Bad Batch stuff. So she was like a bounty hunter, you know, back in the day, um, Bad Batching times. And then she obviously something happened, and then now she's laying low with the Tuscans. But she has, you know, like what happened. But we, maybe we would find that out because yeah. she is like not. She's like way better than any Tuscan Raider that it, whatever they got. Even probably the chief. We haven't seen him fight yet, but she's a cut above. And like I don't know, like those masks. I mean, when the kid when they threw the kid in the fire, they didn't take his mask off. So like I don't I don't know. So that leads me to really believe, like, are those masks, like, their skin or their face, like, their real face? Like, no, they, no. they could probably take that off, right? Oh, yeah. So there's something underneath that. Like, I don't think that's – so I don't know. Like, I'm like, man, that's got to be her because 
you know, she's awesome. Like that mm-hmm. Tuscan is awesome. That female Tuscan person is amazing. The way she jumps onto the train from the speeder bike. And, right. Yeah. It's, it's very Fennec esque. I right. will say, um, I kind of had that thought swirling around. So we'll see if, if that's the case and if it's, you know, it's a little expectation-y, but if it's not her and it's a different character, would I be that's upset? cool too. Yeah. No, yeah, I'd be totally fine. If it's, yeah. if it, And if she never reveals herself, I'm right. totally fine. I think that character is amazing. Like, totally I, love, I love that character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just refer to that character for now as, as the Darth Revan Tuscan because that's all I see when I look okay. at it. Okay. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, dude, this episode was so cool. It was so Star Wars-y that, like, you know, I know we kind of say there's a little too much sand, a little too much Tatooine. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating. And it gets everywhere. You know, everything revolves around Tatooine and it can get stale, but it's not getting stale for me. This, right. like this train heist was kind of like, you know, solo-esque. Uh, yeah. It, you, know, you know what I had shades of? Not to jump on your thought, um, but I just want to get it out there. Um, uh, have you seen Lawrence of Arabia? I have not. I've never even heard of it. You never heard of it? It's like uh-huh. a, It's like a classic movie from... You know, Hollywood's heyday, big budget. Um, And, uh, you know, it's about a British uh, uh, um, kind of like captain or British soldier uh, kind of like going and um, living amongst uh, the Arabic people of the, the, you know, in the the desert and taking on um, an an, an oppressive enemy. Um, And... um, but like uniting the tribes in not to spoil Lawrence of Arabia, but if you haven't seen it, don't listen to me and go watch it. <laughs> uh, and he kind of like unites the tribes to fight a common enemy and uh, they rob trains in it too. And you know what I mean? And, and they pillage and that's what the Tuscans are doing. And, um, and they almost look like Tuscans, like the, uh, the tribal people of, of of that time you know this is like a world war one uh type of uh um uh war it's the war was world war one so okay um you know everything was still kind of you know the technology which wasn't you know what it what it is today but uh anyways yeah i just saw similarities with that story and what i saw today which i was totally loving as a film nerd as a film you know cinephile i guess you call us um, I was like, whoa, Lawrence of Arabia with, you know, this is awesome. You know, the filmmakers obviously have seen Lawrence of Arabia and probably took a couple of, you know, cues from that film to, to implant in, into Boba's, um, you know, journey with the Tuscan Raiders because, you know, and mix it with some other stuff, the Godfather and whatnot. But I don't know. I just see, I just see some similarities. That's all. Cool. I'm sure there's probably similarities to uh, some of the Clint Eastwood films from back then, too. But I haven't seen those in so long, I couldn't even point anything out. But I feel like they draw from that a lot. They did in uh, they did a little bit of that in The Mandalorian. So, yeah. uh, Yeah. And and take the train out and put in like a stagecoach. You know what I mean? And you always see a scene where like the stagecoach are like shooting from the stagecoach and. 
you know, trying to, the robbers, you know, trying to get on the stagecoach. I mean, that's always a classic Western type oh, yeah. scene. It was kind of, you know, it was kind of, it was funny to me that in the Phantom Menace, when they're doing the pod race, you got the Tuscans like up, like taking pot shots at the pod racers as they're going by. Yeah. And in this, they're kind of getting a little bit of their own medicine, right? <laughs> oh, boy. They're getting one shot, one kill for real. Yeah. Yeah. I just kind of, you know, Great as much point. as I'm digging the Tuscans and all of that, I just had to laugh at that. I'm like, you know, some of these Tuscans are kind of D's, you know? They're kind of getting what they've been doing to others. Uh, yeah. But I loved how Boba was just like, I mean, is this like, I don't know where this comes from. I, I'm assuming we'll see why he wants to help at some point, right? Like, why is it? Because, you know, Boba was kind of a bratty kid when we knew him. And obviously people grow up, but right. I hope I hope we sort of, well, I guess we're sort of seeing it, but I just want it painted a little more clearer for me, I guess, as to why he's so concerned. With, uh, why is he? Yeah. You said he's being like a good guy. Yeah. Like, do we how, do we want him to be a good guy? I don't know. I mean, we we don't. We just think of him as a bounty hunter. But you know, bounty hunting is a complicated profession. <laughs> <laughs> right. I love the way that guy says that. Yeah. But no one ever said bounty hunters were bad guys. Right. You know? And look at Din. Uh, Din. There you go. Perfect Heart example. of gold, that guy. Heart of gold. Right. You know, and like, and Boba was like, I can trust you. And I can be on your team. And I know, you know what I mean? And you can trust me. Like, So, wow. You know what I mean? So they got their, yeah, their year, like you said, no one said that bounty hunters had to be bad guys. Right. So that's a good point. Um, uh, yep. Uh, I was just going to make a suggestion. Maybe we just kind of, what do you got on your little timer? Uh, Did it already go off? <laughs> Uh, 10 minutes. We've kind of been, we didn't done for 10 minutes. Okay. Uh, I had an idea, even though, have you only watched it once? Yeah. I've only watched it once. So it might, you know, these things might change, but maybe we kind of do like a favorite shot, favorite moment, favorite part. Right now? Type of thing. Uh, well, you had a thought. So get, tell me what you were going to say and then do, we'll do that. Well, we were talking about, you know, Boba being a good guy, right? Um, the scene where he kind of goes into that bar. Which do we are we supposed to know that bar? I think it's Tashi Station. Is that Tashi Station? It's is that be, where, right? Is that from the deleted scene with Luke? I, I think so. It looks so familiar. Yeah, I think it, that was my assumption when I saw it because it even looked like they drew, they took the the setting right yeah. out of the deleted scene and put new characters in. Yeah, I thought everything looked familiar. I haven't like done any kind of like cross reference yet. Me neither. And 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 also those two people that were in there, the the man and the and the. And the female, like who they looked so familiar, and they like what? Who are those people? Dude, they are. They gotta be Luke and Biggs's friends. It's the only thing I can think of, right? Yeah, from that deleted have, scene because they, they weren't have, in the the main film, right? That was all no, taken out. That was yeah. that was a deleted. You know, Luke was wearing the, the silly hat. And the hat that, that think, you made fun of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was like they got rid of it because like they're like Luke's gonna show up and then he's gonna wear this hat and like we're never gonna be able to like see him a different way. And they were so right by cutting mm -hmm. that scene, because oh, um, he he comes out and he's just like you know that proud you know you know person you know what I mean. And they were like, okay, cool, like yes, he's a hero. Um, so 
I was like, wow, those those people look so familiar. I don't know who they are, but yes. And then the biker gang that was in there, that was pretty cool. Um, they got their butts kicked. Like any biker gang always in every movie ever happens. Like <laughs> I've never seen a biker gang win a fight. <laughs> Unless they're fighting another biker gang. Yes. In that <laughs> in that uh that movie with um Bosworth, but the Boz. A Stone Cold, was it? Oh, okay. It? Yeah. I totally thought you were going to say Wild Hogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't even know about that one. Oh, no? With uh, Tim Allen, Martin, and... Uh... No, I don't know that one. Oh, dude, you got... it's so funny, Travolta. What about... Yeah. What is it, the other one? Um, Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man? Is that another that, one? That is still one of my favorite movies. <laughs> I love that movie so much. <laughs> it's the best title ever in the world. Right? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... And poor, poor biker gangs, if you're out there and you depicted in movies as like the tough guys and you always get kill, uh, blow, uh, beat up like in, you know, Bronx Tale and stuff like, I'm, you know, it's just it's just a mo- mo- metaphor or a motif. I don't know. A cliche thing. You know, don't don't take it to heart. Right. Well, I'm going to counter it. I'm going to counter it. Yeah. Because I watched uh, Sons of Anarchy and I'm currently okay. watching Mayans, which is a spinoff of Sons of Anar- Anarchy, and which, yeah, they're all you know biker gangs and they they do kick some butt. So good, but again, good. you know sometimes they're fighting other biker gangs and right. Like I we, said, you know you'll see need one more. We need more pro biker gang type content. Because. I'm what? what yeah, and I have no. Ba- yeah, I have no. I've not watched one second of Sons of Anarchy, so, um, my, like, you know, I can't really speak to the whole thing. I'm just, I'm just like, man, how about one biker gang just gets something once? <laughs> yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I won't spoil anything in case you or anyone out there ever watches it, but they kind of eat themselves alive. Uh, oh, in Mayans. Um, I'm surprised I haven't told you this. One of the one of the actors that we freaking love is in Mayans at least I'm on the first episode of season two and he's been in season one uh Edward James almost I was about to say like Edward James almost isn't it yeah yeah he's oh. the father of the main character so yeah I, I don't think that's his first time oh he's the father he's yeah, not he's, a gang leader or anything right well they they kind of touch on he's got a past so oh, I'm hoping that they they delve a little more into that to see like what he was like back in the day of of okay. the story but all right i'm digging it mayans is it, it's not as good so far as sons of anarchy but it's very cool. i mean i'm enjoying it oh. very cool all right we digress yeah right i know uh so yeah i think that that was tashi station um the the one the part that probably stands out i think in this episode that it probably stands out for a lot of people is Boba being accepted into the clan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the weird part was having the lizard thing go up his nose and he was on yeah. some weird, like lizard acid trip. Like um, a peyote. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right, dude. Totally. Yeah. Um, but it was cool. He went and found, you know, part of a tree that was then turned into his own gaffy stick. That's cool. Nobody made it for him. The like the blacksmith, I guess you could call him, helped him make it. Showed him what to do. Use the chisels. Use the chisels. I was like, whoa, they've got chisels. Those are dude. They've got the tools. They've got all kinds of like 
you know, probably from scrapping. From, yeah. From crashed ships or people that they've pillaged, but you know, they, they had a bunch scavengers. Of stuff. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so he, he makes his weapon and Which is then, like his lightsaber. If you yeah, ask me. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And then they, uh, what was it? I think the little kid like walks him over to the next step and he goes in and they start putting him in his own, uh, Tuscan wraps. Right. And he, you know, turns out to look like he did when we saw him in the Mandalorian. Right. He's accepted into the tribe. He's part of the tribe. He is a Tuscan Raider. Like he might yeah. look different and not wear a mask, but he is, he's one of them. I'm going to assume that the mask is like the final step. Like, uh, if you want to go in Jedi terms, he got his lightsaber and like now he has to go through like a trial and then oh, and he he got, get the mask. He got his robes. He got his lightsaber. Yeah. He's got to, he's got to start growing his hair out, but you know, <laughs> we'll work, we'll work what we got. And then, um, yeah. And then he'll get the mask. Right. And then, um, uh, one thing I want to touch on about that is, um, Boba has a family. Yeah. There you go. You know, and that's big for him because he's was an only child. And, you know, he had the bounty hunter gang, obviously, that we know of. But there were more like associates and, you know, and, and co-workers and colleagues as opposed to like truly earning his keep and contributing to the tribe and being accepted and being part of a part of a, a larger family. He's got to deal with um, not deal with it, but like. There's like a a father figure and there's like a mother figure kind of, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he's and he's he could have he could have rejected these people, but like he wanted in and he, now he's in. He wanted to help them. He's seeing the side of them that Din Dinjar and why are they gonna put the D there? It's so confusing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh you know, he kind of touched on that and I don't remember the words exactly, that was a while back, but talking about the Tuscans that they're Something to the effect of they might do these things, but they're not bad people. That's just their way of life. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, what we as an audience are seeing and what Boba is witnessing is they are people. They're, they're a tribe. They're a family. And yeah. They're just like everybody else. Yeah. It just looks different. Their, their yeah. way of life. Um, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. So... I like that he's, I like that he's all in, you know, what happens to, you know, break him away from it. We'll find out, I guess, but hopefully it's not a bad blood situation because he seems to really be connecting with these people. Yeah. And he's obviously stays there a while. Yeah. Um, and he feels like a part of the group and, um, somewhere he needs to be. Like he feels this might be where he needs to be at that point of his life. You know, it's like pretty much the flashback, you know, after when we see the back to tank all the way until the end of the episode where they're doing the dance around the fire, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, that was um, cool, too. It was, you know, like last episode was like, how's Boba going to get some water? This one was like, how's Boba going to get his black robes? <laughs> Let's go back. But we haven't touched on the beginning of the episode where we pick up, you know, where that ninja warrior guy is being taken into Jabba's and we see the cool scene, you know, shot for shot on most of the Jabba's palace door opening up. So once again, you know, someone coming through and, and uh, 
they throw him into the rancor pit because he won't talk. How about that part? That was hilarious. <laughs> he talked was, pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yes, they got another rancor. You know, and, uh, it was a little tease. It was cool to see. You know, everything's working, and you know, if they ever do get a rancor, like they they got it all set up for them, which was pretty cool. I was I was totally you know super happy about that. Because mm-hmm. um, I if I did read that one scene in the book, the book Tales of Jabba's Palace. And after reading that um, story, I cannot look at a rancor the way I used to look at a rancor. Like, you know, and if you ever have the chance to get Tales of Jabba's Palace, I don't know if it's not canon or whatever, but if you do, read that first story and then go watch The Return of the Jedi. And I'm telling you, it's going to change the way you look at the rancor. Have you, no. have you read that story? No, I have not. All right, I'm not going to spoil it. But yeah, no, I I keep I always forget about it. Um, I have the book if you need to borrow it. Oh, nice. Yeah, that, that's what I'll offer because we need to. Yeah, I'll bring it okay. over. Uh, so is that like your like favorite moment of it of the episode for as of right now at least? Or oh yeah, seeing the rancor. Like not seeing the rancor. Yeah, being in the rancor pit was probably my favorite moment. Okay. Yeah. Um. Cool. I wanted to ask you, what were your thoughts on, I thought, I'll say what my thought is and then I'll ask you, I guess, the entrance of the huts, the twins. Oh man, I felt so sorry for those guys to have to carry them. Dude, like, it was hilarious to like <laughs> see the guy like struggling and <laughs> like, I think one of them reset was a train. their footing. I know, and they're like, I didn't think there was enough of them. I'm like, oh no, yeah. and then there's two. There's not just one hut, there's two. Right, like, oh my word! There's so much weight there. It's like <laughs> kind of bending, it, like bowing yeah. in the center. <laughs> that was that was wild. Yeah, it's such a cool entrance, though. All of a sudden, you hear that drum beat, and the music stops playing, and right. everyone's just like, <laughs> "I liked it. I liked it a lot. I I thought that those were some really good CGI looking huts." Yeah, they were. There were some great, yeah. I'm like, it's time for Huts to come back because you can totally do CGI and it looks, it looks great and it looks um, legit and you don't got to do like a big puppet anymore. Um, I'll totally believe the Huts are, you know, on screen. I had no problems with that. But uh, what else did you want to touch on? Um, just the other thing that I have no idea anything about him, but the uh, Wookie. Oh, that came out with that huge gun. Uh, Apparently he's from a comic book that I've never read. So it'll be interesting to learn about that character because he looked like a B.A. Yeah, he looked mean. Very mean. He was he wasn't all like growly, laughy like uh, Chewbacca. He looked like he looked like he wanted to really rip some people's arms off. (laughs) Yeah, he looked dangerous and looked amazingly awesome. Uh, His costume, everything like he looked menacing. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy, crazy good um, work there for the costume department. And I want to know more, of course. Right. Um, my last little thing is um, the mayor. Um, it was awesome to see that. Um, what is that kind of a Thorian Thorian yeah. talking and everything and getting translated and um, being, you know, a mayor and you know adding another layer like you think the mayor's you know the bad guy but like no there's somebody else 
um, or somebody else higher up than me taking care of pulling the strings. You know, and he has his his two guards, and his two guards look like they could handle themselves pretty well too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looks like he's we're we're discovering some enemies for Boba in this episode. I think. Yeah, we've absolutely. got the Huts, twin cousins of Jabba, and the mayor, and um the the Wookie. So we're learning a little bit. We're learning a little bit about the present time story and and what he's going to have to contend with along with i still think there's a possibility fennec shand is going to turn against him i just i get that vibe i've been getting that vibe since uh the mandalorian really (laughs) yeah if if she's the tuscan raider i don't think she would turn on him okay yeah yeah i'll agree with that yeah but if she's not the tuscan raider then yeah then definitely she could probably do it right because once Um, again he's always kind of like stepping on her decisions or just ignoring her suggestions. Um, right. Which could make anybody mad. Not true. being heard. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, maybe next week after we watch the third episode and we talk about that one, maybe we'll touch on this one a little bit more. Uh, we just, we couldn't, you know, let it go, you know, finish this episode without us talking about that. So, <laughs> right. To at least give uh why don't we do something we haven't done just to kind of uh, it's probably pointless because i think i know what your response is going to be but one out of five five being the highest what would you give this episode i'd give it a solid five right on me too i love the the spice stuff too yeah you know? oh dude we saw live action pikes yeah oh those are pikes yeah they looked a little, their heads looked a little smaller than okay okay excellent and then the yeah. Kessel was mentioned and mm-hmm. the Spice. I'm like, I'm loving this. on Solo, where you at? <laughs> right. Um, we're making connections here. Who else is coming, you know? The syndicates are coming. I'm talking Kira and uh, Shadow uh, Collective. Is that what they're called? I don't, I don't remember so many. Right. She was with uh, Crimson Dawn. Crimson Dawn, yeah. Yeah. When you start talking about Spice, you're bringing in a lot of syndicates and, you know, this could be a lot. This could have a ripple effect that could pull down a lot of people. Like this whole train has a lot of connections, you know. And they're 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 trying to put the like Boba's trying to put the Tuscans on the map, and maybe he shouldn't be doing that, you know, mm. because it might end badly for them. Yeah, you never know. Black Sun might be showing up. My uh, the Pikes are obviously if those are the Pikes. I didn't know that they're showing up, and and then then you got some Mandalorians that are still on the other side of Bo-Katan. Right. You never know. Darth Maul. I don't think Darth Maul from what you say, but... Yeah. Yeah, that might uh, be a... <laughs> Drayden Voss. Who knows? No, that guy's gone. No, but uh, Han Solo, you know, who knows? There have been those rumblings of uh, Han Solo showing um, up. I did do a little research on that Chewbacca guy. And one thing I uh, wanted to ask you about, I think this would be my last point. I don't know if I said that already, but uh, he has some connection to Dr. Afra. Are you? Yeah, that was the you, comic book thing I was saying. Yeah. Do we, is that, you think that could happen? Dr. Afra? Yeah. I mean, I would assume if he's connected to her, I don't know anything. I don't get into the Star Wars comics. It's yeah, just, I know. There's too many. You know, 
my I guess my last thing on that topic is there's too much to try to follow at this point. There's right. High Republic books. There's spinoffs of those. There's comic books of those. There's the, all this uh, stuff with Doctor Afra and I know. You know, like there's too much to follow. So I don't know anything about it. Uh, if it happens in the show, cool, because then I'll know something about it, and right. then I can be excited like other people are and go deep diving, and then find all rediscover like and find all that story. Where yeah. at and then, and then absorb it then. Right. Um, I do have her action figure. Oh, cool. But all right, so we're going a little longer than planned. Um, thanks as always. Thank you, all of you, for listening. Thanks for being a part of episode 66. Lito, thanks for sharing. John, thanks for letting me share. Thanks for listening. Absolutely. Th- thank you all for listening, and, and we're here to listen to you. And uh, on that note, we'll see y'all next week. May the Schwartz be with yous. May the Schwartz be witches. Oh, I'm listening to a Mel Brooks book. Really? Yeah. All About Me, it's called. So much fun so far. Do it. Admiral Piet.